Hi, I'm Jim Wells, and I'm a member of the Best of Us Investors Tribe. If you are not a member yet, I encourage you to join us. You could take the journey with us. Um, I basically contacted Carrie probably about a year ago when I started getting involved in the cryptocurrency space and Bitcoin space. And um, we've been having discussions uh, over that time period. And eventually I got him to come around to my way of thinking. Um, and he invited me to basically come join the tribe uh, and to explain it and to uh, try to talk about whether it is investable or not. Um, and that's going to be a challenge because it is not easily explained. Uh, experts in the field have devoted their life to that. So, um, so I am going to be using them as my knowledge base. Uh, I have been an educator for the past 25 years. Uh, so that is my ultimate goal is to help you to understand it better and to, uh, help you to figure out whether it's investable for you. Um, I'm going to start out with the area of decentralization because that's a main theme of what Bitcoin really is. Um, and I'm going to be using and paraphrasing Andreas Antonopoulos, who is one of the world leaders in the space. Um, in some instances, I'm going to be directly quoting him. Um, so uh, that's what we're going to do. So we'll get started after this. Okay, so to start this story, we're going to talk about the original developer of Bitcoin. So it's kind of shrouded in a mystery. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Was he a he? Was he a they? No one really knows. The only thing that is known is that he sent an email to one of his peers that came across the computer and basically it laid out the plans for Bitcoin. It was developed in what he called a white paper. And what is a white paper? It's ba basically a blueprint for Bitcoin. So in that white paper, it identified and explained what Bitcoin was. And it's basically a decentralized network that sends money anywhere in the world, person to person. We are going to focus on the first part of the definition of Bitcoin, which deals with the idea of decentralization. Now we're going to take two random people here. We're going to take Carrie, right here, who owns his own YouTube station. And he wants to find the most decentralized way to pay Jack. Now Jack does his does Carrie's editing and he lives in the Netherlands. So how is Carrie going to pay Jack in the absolute most decentralized way? Hmm. A little bit of foreshadowing here. So what is the argument for decentralization? We basically want banks out of the loop. We want to be in control of our own money. Why is that? Well, for one thing, banks have been involved in illegal activities. Both Goldman Sachs and Deutsche Bank have been charged with fraud and money laundering. 
And basically, they just write that off as a cost after they're fined as a cost for doing business. So that's a big one. Number two, okay, we're talking about the issue of fractional reserve banking. Now, what is fractional reserve banking? Basically, it allows banks, for every dollar that is deposited in, it allows them to take out $9 in loans. So they're overextended on their loans. And if institutions don't pay, pay those loans back, they become systemically insolvent. Now, what happens then? Well, in most cases, either a larger bank buys them or the federal government ends up bailing them out. And that's been a vicious cycle for our entire economy. So, going forward, do we want to be a part of that process? In addition, banks work on the penal system, meaning that if you're late, they charge you late fees, charge you transaction fees, everything is about fees. So, in the decentralized situation, we're not going to have to worry about that in the future. Another argument for decentralization is that in third world countries, 75% of the population does not have access to banks. 1.7 billion adults remain unbanked. Their currencies are failing, their economies are failing. Bitcoin gives them a chance, gives them a chance to store their wealth, to store their wages, gives them an opportunity to trade on a global level. It gives them the opportunity to advance and improve their lives. The final reason for decentralization is do we really want to trust the U.S. economy with our currency? The federal government continues to bail out banks and print money. Economists are saying that we could lose 10% of the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar every year for the next five years. This currency, Bitcoin, could defend against deflation. Now, what does pure decentralization look like? Andreas makes this point. The important part is that Kerry gets paid in Bitcoin. Okay, when Kerry gets paid in Bitcoin and he pays Jack in Bitcoin and Jack uses Bitcoin for to purchase any type of good or service, now it's a completely closed ecosystem that is 100% decentralized. No banks are involved. This is the future. This is what you're investing in. Okay, now moving forward, where are we? Where are we at? Where are we going to? How are we going to get here? That's what our next videos will be about. The next video is going to be about adoption. We'll be discussing all the different institutions and people that are coming into the space and exactly the reasons for it. Uh, we'll be discussing the issue of scarcity along with the versatility of Bitcoin and spe specific examples from people like Raul Paul, who uh, was an ex-hedge fund manager at JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs, and also Michael Saylor, who is the CEO of MicroStrategy, and how important they are to the space. 
um, because their narrative is really um, what is helping institutional investors to um, come into this space, uh, which is very good for us as retail investors. I hope you have a better understanding of what decentralization is. Andreas is very passionate about what the future is going to look like. He truly believes that our children will never use a dollar bill, that they won't know what a bank is, and they will use Bitcoin as freely as they use the internet. Now, I believe that this is a possibility, and I'm preparing for it. Uh, I still have a house I still that I pay for every month in cash. I still um, have three bank accounts. I still use cash on a daily basis. I have not made a true purchase of any goods or services yet with Bitcoin. I'm invested in it with the possibility that this might be our future. So that's where I stand. So, um, but I do believe that this is a very strong possibility that this is one possibility for our future. Now there is also the fact that our economy could keep pace with inflation. That also could happen. So a lot of the things that are in here are theories. Um, with that being said, I would relish the opportunity to discuss things with you on our Discord. Um, it is available on the Best of Us Investors. Uh, I hope that you will join and become a member. It is an outstanding um, organization uh, with people that are just like us, that are trying to learn, that are involved in this space. Um, I will be available on the cryptocurrency part and on general investing. Um, but you can find any space that you are interested in. Uh, so again, I would encourage you to join and be a part of it. We'll see you soon.